Hi guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. I am so excited for this week's episode. We are joined by the lovely Amy Park, who is not only an actor and an abundance coach, but just a really giving person. I felt so centered after this conversation, and I think it's just so inspiring to hear what she has to say about mindset and work ethic and her own story of how she got to where she is. So I hope you guys enjoy. So check out the three A's, actor, abundance coach, and Amy. (laughs) So you want to be an egg girl? Okay. Hi, Amy. How are you? I am doing splendidly. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. I am so excited to have you on this podcast. I was just saying to Amy right before we started recording that I've literally been thinking about this all day. Uh, The first time I even, I saw Amy through Zoom, but I was (laughs) so instantly like, who is this girl? Like, I need to know more. Like you have an abundance of like, positive energy around you and you seem to really have your life very organized (laughs) and together and I was just like I need to know you (laughs) oh my gosh thank you so much I'm I'm so honored to be here and I've been looking forward to this podcast as well so I know you and I've been talking about it for about a month now so it's been in our schedules for a minute and I'm glad that we're finally locking it down and doing it today so yay me me too so I'm just gonna jump right into it and I'm like because I don't even really know when people ask you like what do you do how do you even start to explain it (laughs) I say, hey, I'm Amy. I'm an actor and abundance coach. It's the A alliterations. Oh my gosh, A, A, A. (laughs) A, 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 yep. So I, for me, I think I made it just easy for me to say it. And then I realized, oh, wow, it's the alliteration. So that's why it makes it easy. But it's really who I am, actor and abundance coach. That's so, it's so sick. So explain to us what an abundance coach is. Absolutely. For me, I feel like my definition of abundance is living a life of true inner freedom, feeling free, not feeling like you're stuck in anything, not feeling like you're hindered, not feeling like you can't do something. And abundance is all about the mind within mindset. So even though I say I'm an abundance coach, it really is shedding any living belief systems and focusing on mindset. Because I think when you feel abundant, it's really what is going on in your internal system. Wow. And that's literally amazing. And I was like, that is so beautiful. I almost zoned out. I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> So you're also an actor and you also yes. dabble in the modeling. Yes. 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 Okay. So you have all these things going. Did one come first? Did one come second? How? What's the journey of how we got to the AAA? <laughs> Amazing. Yes, that's a great question. When I was five years old, um, I loved Disney Channel as one would when you're five years old. Oh, yes. And there was a show, I think you are very familiar with it, called That's So Raven. 
I love that show. I Everybody loves that so Raven. And probably one of the best multicams Disney ever. I'm not out. even kidding. Yeah. Truly. Like, yes. even to this day, I, I love that show. And I don't know what it was. I think it was just, it was the right timing. It was the right person to show me that, you know, you can truly, you know, be an actor who can make someone laugh, make someone cry, feel like anything is possible. And um, I think subconsciously, I didn't recognize it, you know, in the forefront, but she was also a person of color. And I didn't really have that many people who looked like me growing up. And for her to just be so confident and own herself and have such a wonderful dynamic with her parents, her brother, her friends, it really showed me a world of possibility because that's not really what my life was like. And so to kind of see on screen, wow, can, is that real? Can that be true? Can someone, you know, really love who you are in your body and, you know, be eccentric and different and still love who you are? And I was like, I want to be that. I want to be someone who can be on screen and show people the possibility of, you know, what really can be. And since I was five, five or six, I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And it's never changed. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think like people that are like that are so lucky because I've seen so many other people not know what they want to do with their lives or careers. And like, when you know, it's like, even though this industry is so up and down, so competitive. We can talk about all the good and bad, but like mm. knowing that in your core, yeah, crushing it. Yeah, I, I'm very grateful for that. Um, it was just like a deep knowing. And I, I, I have a lot of friends who had a, a much harder and longer time kind of figuring out like, what am I really here for? What do I really like to do? Like, yeah, this is a passion, but do I want to cultivate it into something bigger? And um, just seeing that dynamic between my friends and myself, mm-hmm. I I was really grateful that I was like, wow, I I just know this is what I'm meant to do in my life. I, I feel it in my bones, and I've never, not for a second, ever second guessed it. Wow. And um, yeah, I I don't know why, but you know, I felt like it was a calling, and I sometimes you gotta go with it. That's so. Did you, when did you start acting? I started acting, I guess, mainly starting middle school. Yeah, I started going to, you know, like modeling talent commercial searches and stuff. I was in a serious in third grade. I was like eight years old. That was like my first big thing, you know, a Sears commercial and like, ah, getting really into it. And and that's when I started getting like, I think my first agent, I don't even remember the name, but, um, my mom, she was like, I can't keep driving you back and forth like an hour, hour and 20 minutes. Um, but I also have two kids, you know, like who are younger than you. And, and so being the oldest of three, I did have to, you know, recognize that, that that was a lot on my mom and having to skip school all the time and not living very close to the city. It just wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I'm not saying don't, you know, go forward with your dreams, but we're going to have to find a pivot. We're going to have to find an alternative. So I did lay, you know, those like acting wants to a minimum for a little bit. And then when I was in middle school, I started going to acting classes um, within the city, started taking the train by myself. And yeah, like weekdays, I would right after school, I would go to the train station and come back at midnight and go back to school the next day. Yeah. So I was doing that since I was 11. 
yeah, 11 years old. And eventually I would go to like Stella Adler Conservatory and, you know, all those New York <laughs> conservatories and workshops. And that's kind of how it started for me. Um, I loved it so much. It really wow. it brought me to life. I'm just going to pause there for a second and talk about your commitment at 11 years old. <laughs> it, it's, no, I mean, that's true. I get very agitated when people come to LA and they're like, I want to be an actor. I want to be whatever. You, some, I'm going to be the next celebrity. And I'm mm. like, you don't know all those people that are in front of you and just the amount of the commitment they've put in front. And so it's like hearing you being like recognizing even at such a young age, like I was not that nice of a kid. I would have been like, I'm going mom. Like, I don't care. I'll hitchhike there. I don't know. And (laughs) you were, you were like, no, I'm recognizing this. And then go back and make the commitment completely on your own at a super young age. Like that, that deserves applause. So that's amazing. And I'm just like, wow, way oh, to go for your dream. So okay. I mean, hey, you you were like, I want to hitchhike. So I mean, I think that's even better, right? Not that like, I did. <laughs> but just to have that like momentum inside of you, and you're like, no, I want this. This is my dreams. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah. I mean, whatever, you know, not that I did that. And I, I couldn't tell my left from my right foot at that age, but like, it's fine. <laughs> like I actually still kind of struggle with that. Sometimes I like pull up the left and right. Anywho, so, okay. So fast forward, you're now, you, you've made the move to LA, I'm assuming. Yes. You're here, you're starting, you're starting the professional on your own career in LA, even though you were hustling. What did that look like for you? So I'm going to go a little back. Um, I, I always knew I wanted to study acting in college. So I got my BFA. Okay. It was, it was really one of the best decisions I ever made. I learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I had the best, the best friends, the best community. Um, and where did you go to school? I went to Boston University. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Great theater department. Yeah. It was, it was really the people like, right. My, my classmates were the people who really made that for me. They were my teachers and I, I can't thank them enough. Um, they're brilliant. All of them each on their own. And, um, when I was a freshman, I do, I do recognize that I am a go-getter when I want something, I, mm-hmm. I don't back down. Um, and I was the only Asian female in my grade, you know? Wow. So I, I thought that going to Boston University, I was going to meet more people who looked like me and I was wrong. <laughs> I was still the only one, the oh only gosh. Asian female in my grade. And so, you know, you have to really learn to stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that I really gained in, um, in Boston University. And I really thank my classmates for that. Um, and one thing that I recognized was I don't want to be a stupid actor. <laughs> I don't want to graduate. Um, because one thing that I recognize in a lot of conservatories, not just BU, is they will praise them. We're like a big fish in a very, very tiny bowl or the next, whatever. And then you graduate and you're like, okay, well now what? I don't, I don't know anything about this business. And for someone who's not only an Asian American, but someone who's a female, like it, it was at that time to, you have to recognize like in 20, 2012, 2013, mm. like that's, where do you really see that many Asians on screen? It was so, so, so little compared to 2021. And uh, I was like, I remember I I went to, you know, the board and I was like, I'm going to go to Los Angeles for my study abroad program. A lot of us go to Italy or or London to learn Shakespeare. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's not going to take me anywhere. (laughs) And, uh, And I was like, I need to go to Los Angeles. And they were like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, make me. 
And I eventually obviously got my way and I went to Los Angeles my junior year, um, 2015, junior year. And it was, I have to say, one of the smartest decisions I have ever made. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know the business of Hollywood. I didn't know a thing about it. We don't learn that in conservatory. We all had to intern somewhere. And I decided I wanted to intern at a talent agency. Mm. And um, I, I interned at a talent agency and I had such a blast, man. I mean, I, I was just really close with my boss, who was the agent and, and all the executive assistants. Um, we kind of became like a little family, honestly. I mean, I see them every single day and, you know, it, it was a really wonderful experience. Um, one thing that was really eye opening was I was able to see all of the breakdowns, right? All of the breakdowns every single day, because it's my job to find the clients and put them and send them to my boss. Mm-hmm. And so I got to see real time how many roles were available for me. I was literally going to bring that up. I was like, let's talk about, I was like, let's talk about that at that moment, how much really was there for Asian American females? Truly. Um, so for me, I'm like, what, 19 years old, 1918. I mean, I, I still look like a high schooler. So, you know, for someone, my demographic who looks like a high schooler, Asian female, I think there was like maybe three things wow. for me. Maybe. Um, I went out for one of that. My, my boss actually ended up hitpocketing me. Um, and I was on the roster. So I got to audition as well. And it was such an incredible experience. And while I was interning, <laughs> so that was incredible, but I mean, there are thousands of roles during pride season, right? Thousands, thousands, three, yeah. three available for me. Really? It was, it was like the lowest, the lowest demographic for anything. You know, I think most people looking at that, they'd be like, why am I even in this industry? I'm just going to quit. And I'm just going to find a new, a new uh, career. But for me, it motivated me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a part of, you know, the collective, the ensemble that's going to be a change. Like that's, that's going to make changes mm-hmm. to this industry. And it got me really fired up. And I got really excited in a way because I love a good challenge and I love, uh, I love the underdog story. I love it. (laughs) I live for this. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, I love this so much. I love being an actor. I love telling stories and, you know, I'm someone who is just at that time was recognizing how important it was to love myself and my identity and my cultural background because so much of my life, I I didn't, you know, I, I didn't love how I looked or who I was. And I was really struggling with that for most of my life until, until I went to college, honestly. And I was like, if I could just show someone how important and how integral their cultural identity could be for them in a positive way, I want to be one of those people who can show that mm-hmm. and embody and, and really just, yeah, honor that. And uh, I, I don't know, it was just another calling, you know, sometimes you just, like I said, you got to listen to it. And I think for me, it's like, if not you, then who? Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful. I have a different experience compared to a lot of my Asian American friends. And I, I, I recognize that my parents wanted me to follow my dreams. I think because my mom, she never got to, mm-hmm. and she's like, 
I never had, you know, a passion that I, I really went for. So I don't want my kids to ever go through that. And I'm, I'm really grateful, you know, even though we had no money, no nothing, no resources, it's like, she still emotionally um, supported me. And I, that was the biggest gift. And I think that's kind of what has garnered my confidence. It's instilled that, yeah, that tenacity inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I really do um, have to thank my mom for a lot of that and my dad, both of them. So going to that program and moving to Los Angeles a year later, right? Because I graduated in 2016, moved to Los Angeles. Um, I didn't really know that many people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for maybe some people in my program, but I was the only person who moved to Los Angeles at the time from my grade, wow. you know, from my conservatory. Yeah. So there was what, like 45 of us, 40 of us. Um, and so it's like, I'm the only one um, at that time. There are more of us now, but so I felt like I was, you know, the first one who was testing out the waters maybe in LA. Um, And I don't know, maybe it had a little bit of like weight on my shoulders to have to do well. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I had that subconsciously. I'm not too sure, but um, the first thing that I did was I became a host for a media company and it was absolutely incredible. And um, it, I, for me, it was really important to find other Asian American artists Mm. because I never had that. So I was working at an Asian American media company that I knew um, since I was young. Mm. And so it it meant a big deal to me because I was like, oh my gosh, you guys know all these people, all these role models that I look up to growing up. And eventually it led me to another media company and I was really blessed. It, It really was a wonderful way to to move to LA and have that um that training ground mm-hmm. and um I guess for me I just never gave myself a reason to feel like I had to give up I, I think for me I'm always like when there is a will there is always a way mm-hmm. and I had no idea what I was going to do when I first moved here I had no plan nothing my first room wasn't even a room you know I had a curtain you know in one of those like like living room situations and you just put a curtain. That was my first room, you know, like I, I truly didn't know anything. And, but I had so much guts and I had so much passion and excitement. And I, I just let that let flow within me. And you know, that the right opportunities came at the right time, probably because I manifested them probably because mm-hmm. I knew I was worthy of them. Um, that's kind of where the abundance mindset comes mm-hmm. from. And I, I started to really manifest my, my incredible agent and my incredible manager and, you know, just my amazing life right now in LA. And I, I, I I get emotional thinking about it because I am really grateful. I don't take any of it for granted. Wow. Yeah. I'm very, very grateful. That was so extremely beautiful. And like, just even watching you talk about it, I'm like, wow, like this is somebody who completely deserves to be here and loves life so much. It's, it's amazing. So you kind of mentioned it, but at this point, is this when the abundance coaching or manifesting started for you? Did you first experience it for yourself? I'm assuming and like get into it. Yes. So when I was about 14 years old, my mom was the first person to teach me about the law of attraction. You know, she gave me the book, The Secret. I just Uh, read it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So you, you understand, so right? Yeah. It's like that, that notion of like anything you believe you can achieve and mm-hmm. you can reach it. And, you know, I, I completely fell for it. I, I was like, okay, I saw my mom do it with her vision boards. And the first thing that I manifested um, was my junior year. I mean, growing up, I was so depressed. Like, like I was, it was as if I was like just walking with the dark cloud on top of me and acting saved my life quite literally. I really wanted to get into the summer NYU Tisch summer uh, high school program uh, for new studio acting. And that was in 2011. And I felt like it was either that or nothing else. And, you know, it, I, I got in. It, I was like one of the 12 students who got in. Wow. So it meant a really big deal to me. And I did everything that I could in my bones to get in. I was waitlisted at first. And then I sent them like a whole 30 hour video of me singing, rapping, dancing, like, like acting, like I did all the things. And I was like, you need me. I literally told NYU that they needed me. And I, I don't know what happened, but, but I got in and I was just, I knew I would. It it was Mm. just, I firmly believed Mm. that I deserved to be there and that they needed me. And I think they saw that, you know, people are moved by emotions, right? They make a lot of decisions based on their emotions and how they feel. And I really believe that they saw that in me, that fire. And that summer still to this day was the best summer of my life. Oh, it changed everything for me. So I think I really believed in the law of attraction the most then. And, you know, in college, I definitely um, implemented that as well. But I don't think I ever thought I was going to be an abundance coach. A lot of people on Instagram were like, you share such incredible things about abundance mindset. Like I would hire you to be my coach. And I was like, what are you talking about? I got my BFA in acting. I don't know anything about life coaching. (laughs) I totally know that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I have a BA in dance, but I'm like, Oh yeah, my BA in dance is helping me so much right now. <laughs> like, right? And it's like, wait, what? Me, life coach? That, that makes no sense. And but I just kept getting it over and over and over again. Wow. And um in 2018, actually, I went through a huge healing journey. Um, I kind of I pretty much quarantined for a lot of it on my own before wow. the pandemic even existed, right? And you did it before it was cool. <laughs> I did before it was cool. Yes. And I really took time for myself because there were a lot of childhood traumas that um, I did not deal with that I needed to in order for me to live the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And for me, I knew that I was having a lot of health issues like liver issues, colon issues, kidney issues. Um, my health was deteriorating. It was horrible. I couldn't even, I couldn't live my life. Like I, my bladder was in just the worst. I, I struggled with a bladder issue my whole life. I would pee in my pants every day, every day. So I, it's like, I can't go to festivals. I can't do road trips. I can't, I, I will pee in, in the sidewalks, like bright day. Like I, I couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew there was something so deep that I needed to uncover. So I really took 2018 time for that. And so I really shared my journey. A lot of it was me crying. Mm. on Instagram. 
And I think I needed, um, I don't know. I, I just felt like I needed to just share my truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hide anything. I, I'm an open book. I really don't have anything to hide. And so I think that's where I really cultivated a beautiful community on the online space. Um, I know social media is different for every single person, but for me, I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I felt I met such incredible human beings who some of them were some of my greatest friends to this day. And um, I found my niche and it really, it was a really healing time. I mean, we're always healing, right? That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the healing never ends, but that's, that's kind of where I think I took a lot of time for forgiveness and healing and letting all the pain, all the childhood traumas, all the past life stuff, you know, unravel and happen and find myself, my, like who Amy Park really is. And I think I had to go through that journey myself because now that's what I teach. (laughs) Wow. All the stuff that I went through, that is what I teach now in my program. Wow. So that like your journey you took this time by yourself to really, and you also used social media, like you authentically used social media to explore yourself. I did. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't think I even really thought about it at the time, but I think it was the only thing that I could turn to mm-hmm. really. Um, Cause my friends didn't really go through what I was going through. So I was kind of, I kind of felt not alone, but I mean, my sister and I were in it together, but um it was my outlet and it was just a place where I could feel like I could free, uh, freely speak um, openly about how I was feeling, um, cry if I want to do. I, I wrote a lot of poetry. Oh. I was just using my creative outlets as a way for me to express myself because I'm an artist, you know, to mm-hmm. my core and, you know, um, social media, there are no rules really. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made use of those IG stories, you know, I made use of posts and I recognized that a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, you feel that way too. I'm going through that too. And mm-hmm. I cultivated a lot of really beautiful, raw, authentic friendships wow. and it wasn't like, oh, I know a lot of people, they talk about, oh, like you follow me, I follow you. Yeah. It wasn't really like that. It was just like, wow, we're like, I connect with you and I feel you. And yeah, let's be friends. And um, maybe a lot of it had to do with similar interests or similar pains or whatever it was. But um, I think I do, I do recognize I was the one to kind of be like, I'm going through this, or this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And this is my day-to-day life. <laughs> and I just would share anything. <laughs> and, you know, whoever vibed with it, vibed, and whoever didn't, didn't. And that was okay. It's my life. Right. So, You're just yeah. like, that felt, I don't know. I personally, I'm trying, I'm working on this. Like I personally am like, have a little bit of a filter of like, don't post that on social media. And like, I'm working on it. But it's like, when you were just like, nah, to the filter, that is like, what? made you you and like that's but that's that's a thing and like I think that's a huge part of why I wanted to start this podcast I think and we hear this all the time in acting when you're a kid you you know you try to stick in with the status quo like it's not cool to have this yeah. it's not cool to be that and then when you get older it's like those things you didn't like about yourself or like what are gonna make you pop off oh it's my gosh crazy. absolutely <laughs> I completely 100% agree. I I wish I could go back to high school mm-hmm. and and redo it. <laughs> 
I kind of feel the same now because I always used to shut down like how eccentric I was. I'm like, my brain thinks like a Disney Channel person. Like that. <laughs> That's amazing. You but have like, such a liveliness about you. It's contagious. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. But like, <laughs> I'm like, I used to, and I would say stuff just like, oh, I would say stuff and I would just blurt it out and people would be, I thought I was joking. It probably wasn't a joke and people would just be like, what? And I, I learned to like not do that. And it took going to college to like go back to just being eccentric and like a little kooky. And like, that was okay. And suddenly I was okay with it. But I do remember the first time someone told me I was neurotic, I cried. Cause I was like, what do you mean? Like being neurotic, so unattractive, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm neurotic and I get everything done. So it's crazy though. Those things really become you. Like those are the best things that are truly you. It's like, I personally too have felt that when I've tried to be something that I'm not, it it never, it never works when you're just like, this is me. And like, I'm going to use my social media for that way. I'm going to be that way with my friends. Like, oh, there's a great best friend. Oh, there's like somebody I'm interested in dating. Like, oh, that was, is when you click into yourself. Your journey to where you got is literally, I'm so touched that you're sharing this information with me. I'm literally, I'm so excited. You can't see me right now. I'm turning red. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I mean, so I can crazy. see you. So I, I'm, I'm so touched. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking my sweater off now. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, whew, like calm down. This guys. is real. <laughs> They're getting, this is so real. So, okay. You kind of mentioned it. So for you, social media was an outlet, a positive thing. And like, I think it was, that's, incredible. It's like, but let's dive a little bit into what maybe some of the negative stereotypes are with social media. You know, the, the, the really, the really skinny, the really perfect, the aesthetically pleasing, the perfect relationship, blah, blah, blah. Like what have like even people you've worked it with, like, has that come up? And it's like, how do you keep your mindset around that healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, I used to post a lot of stories of me crying and like me going through a lot of, you know, those things. I do that less now, mostly because I feel like I don't need to. But if there are things that I, you know, if I just talk and tears roll down, they roll down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to just kind of, yeah, share like, hey, like this is me, like this is what I'm going through because I do get a lot of um, comments from people or just, yeah, even my friends, like even one yesterday, she was like, Amy, like you seem like someone who has it all together. You seem like that to me too. So <laughs> know that. <laughs> I, and like, there are some things that I do know I have it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've organized my life in that way. I'm, I have structure mm-hmm. because I'm so chaotic. So for me, like I need structure, like I need a planner. Oh, um, beautiful. I, yeah. Like, cause my brain can't hold a lot of things. So my planner is m- my brain. Is it um, digital or do you use a book? I have to, I know. must, I must use a book. Oh, honey, Can me I- too. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm obsessed with my planner. Oh, gorgeous. It is actually life. just an ad for planners. <laughs> Absolutely. For anybody who wants to know what kind of planner I use, I use it from Freedom Mastery, my law of attraction planner. This oh. is my year for everybody. Wow. <laughs> yes. So I have, I have truly, yeah, fell in love 
with this company, Freedom Mastery. For me, for social media, it's, you know, I, I don't mind posting, yes, those photo shoots of myself. Like I, cause I do modeling and mm-hmm. I do a lot of the lifestyle photo shoots. And so if photographers are like, Hey, I want to shoot with you. I'm like, great. It's fun. I love mm-hmm. it. I have such a great time. But, um, what I try to do is like, yes, if I post like, you know, whatever photo photo shoots, whatever, mm-hmm. I try to make the post really, really captivating in that it's serving, it's giving, mm-hmm. it's offering something. I'm like, Hey, Like, uh, for instance, yesterday I was talking about the law of giving and why that's important. And so I don't really like to post for like, look how glamorous I look or look how amazing this photo shoot is. It's more like, here's the photo, but also here is what's coming from my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it will be poetry. Sometimes there'll be something that I recently realized about myself or, you know, yeah, new realization, or if it's manifestation tips or always trying to come from a place of serving, offering and giving. Mm-hmm. Also on top of that, you use, it, it came to you so naturally. People would ask you like, do you teach this? And so on top of it, you do literally now work with people one-on-one and in a group, in a group setting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Tell us about Absolutely. that. I'm dying to know. Absolutely. I started Awaken Joy um, back in December of 20. 19, I was traveling in Vietnam and Bali. And that was like my first, wow. yeah, when I was starting my first group cohort and uh, she was the best man. I, I gained all of my first clients from Instagram. Wow. So I think it really is a testament, you know, um, it, it, it's not, I am very lucky. Like I, I know it does take time to curate a business and all of that, but I guess what I quote unquote did right was I did foster some kind of, um, community because I was talking for about, you know, two, three years before mm-hmm. I even launched a program. And so people who immediately signed up, they already knew the kind of person that I was. They already either knew me as a friend or knew me from Instagram. So they knew that I was real, <laughs> that I, I was, you know, coming from a place of true love and, and excitement for what I wanted to, you know, guide people on because mm-hmm. they saw the journey that I went through. And I did three group cohort sessions and it was a really interesting time because this was, you know, before the pandemic, Mm. right before the pandemic and then during the pandemic. So it, you know, one thing that I really talk about in Awaken Joy is no matter what is happening to us externally, we must foster that abundance mindset within us internally. Mm. And did COVID put that to the test? Oh my God. Yes, literally lifetime as I was teaching clients. <laughs> and so I, I'm really grateful that in a way, I really got to test out what I was teaching my clients right. yeah. because it was, it was happening lifetime. And um, you're like, I'm literally going through it with you. <laughs> absolutely. We were all going through it together. And it's kind of what made us even closer. Mm-hmm. We're all family and mm-hmm. I'm really close with all my clients. We're, we're, they're like my sisters and brothers. <laughs> I really love them so much. Yeah. And I, I, I'm always saying this because I truly mean it, but I have the best clients in the world. Like I, I manifested them for sure. I did. And I, I'm so grateful. Like I, I cry about it all the time. It's perfect. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess one thing that's really helped is recognizing also I have to take care of myself. 
Mm-hmm. And finding that balance, I'm still finding that balance today because I can be working 24 seven if I wanted to, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, like a day to day life is different for me every single day. Right. And one thing I'm trying to do is take some days just for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, Sundays are like my days off. Mm-hmm. And Wednesdays are my days that I don't coach at all. I do all my other collaborations, my podcasts, and Tuesdays and Thursdays and Monday. So like every other Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, Saturdays <laughs> are all coachings, right? So I'm, I'm all coachings. But then on top of that, it's like finding space for me. Mm-hmm. Time for me to walk outside and bask under the sun, for me to recharge, time for me to eat. So I am very organized in, you know, my meal times. <laughs> yeah, I eat kind of the same time every single day. And um, so I do have a ritual. I do have a structure. And on top of that, I find time to do all my auditions. So during the weekend. That was my next question. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. You get an audition. I'm like, does it just like, it's like room or you, you have a scheduled spot for it? I have a scheduled spot for it. So weekends. <laughs> and if I have a self-take during the middle of the week, yeah, my my wonderful roommates, they are both my readers. And so, you know, we get to self-tape at home and one of my, my roommates and, and obviously really close friend. Now we become so close. She's uh, an actor as well. So I, we just, we have a really great communication system and um, it's like, Oh, Hey, I got a self-tape. You got a self-tape. All right, let's read for each other. Let's do it. Let's bang them out at the Mm -hmm. same time. And it's always worked. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I love that you eat at the same time. What are the, t- I'm, I'm, the curiosity is killing me. What are the times yes. you eat? <laughs> so it's like 8 a.m., 11 a.m., <laughs> um, 2, 2.30 p.m., and then like 4.35 p.m. <laughs> I love it. I, you're like, oh, I got it. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And what time do you get up? I try to get up anywhere from 5 a.m. to 6.30. My jaw hit the floor. And what time really do you go try. to bed? Uh, recently, it's been all over the place. Okay. But normally, I would try to go to bed by 10.30 before okay. 11. Love it. Because in the mornings, that's where I have time for myself. Mm-hmm. And because I think a lot of us, we spend maybe 85% of the time focusing, serving for others, right? Whether it's our job, whether it's other people, and we don't really have the time to really focus on ourselves. I think everything starts with you and that's not selfish at all. I think I have to come from a full cup so that I can truly be there for my clients, for my auditions, you know, for, for my projects. And if I'm not doing that, I'm not serving anyone. Mm -hmm. And so where do I have that quiet time in the mornings, right? Before anyone else is really awake. And so I'm getting back on it now. Um, There, you know, on Wednesdays or Sundays on my break day, I don't wake early, right? I wake up at like 7.30, 7.30 or 8. And so I give myself that time. I think it's important to also be lenient on yourself and Mm -hmm. grace. So yeah, there are days when I'm like, you know what, today I'm at a later time and that's going to be okay. That's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I I don't guilt myself of it. I used to because mm-hmm. I'm so hard on myself. But I think recently I realized this is a forever healing journey and sleep is an integral part of it. And it makes me no less successful or hardworking. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, I've noticed the thing about waking up in the morning. I'm working on it. I'm currently on like 
a 7.30 on the off days and like a six on the on days. So I'm like, amazing. I'm working working my way down. But I've heard multiple people talk about like, and and even I've noticed it, like just being like the world is quiet. So you can, you can let your brain do what it needs to do in the early morning. So yeah, I journal, I do all my rituals. I, I meditate. I do my visualization exercises. Like everything that I teach my clients, I do them for myself. Wow. (laughs) I can't, you know, teach it if I'm not living it myself, right? That that would be a fraud. So I, I gotta do it. Yeah, that's amazing. So what okay, what is your top advice to somebody who want to be an actor, just even just basic pursue their dreams and like might have a little bit of fear and like, or, you know, they have a full blown other career and they need to work on maintaining the balance. Like where, where's the best place to start? Absolutely. I, I really love the way that you said, you know, where do you maintain the balance? Because, you know, everybody's life is different. So I think you do got to be a little realistic, right? If, if money is the thing that if that other job is key, keeping you, you know, afloat and, and, and getting groceries, you know, on your table, you do have to find that balance. And, um, I heard from somebody to talk about like the pivot, the plan B mm-hmm. until you get to your plan a, but just for a second, I'm not saying go into your plan B. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like, if you do need that, then absolutely go for it. Um, like for me, acting was like the thing, right? Like I right. didn't really have another job per se. And then, you know, life coaching fell on my lap. And this is the thing that is, you know, (laughs) this is how I make my money right now because Mm -hmm. acting right now, it's not really the thing. And, but it makes me no less of an actor, right? I, I think life coaching has made me a better actor. And I think being an actor has made me a better life coach. Mm -hmm. And what I've recognized in my life is how can I use both passions and, and go for them? You know, how do they balance each other out? How do they coexist together? Because I see awakened joy as being part of my acting platform. Mm-hmm. I see it um, as me, as a storyteller, the actor that I am to promote abundance, to promote manifestation. And when people are like, oh, I'm stuck in my life. I, I or when people who want to pursue acting as a full-time career and, and they want to go for their dreams. I truly believe that our souls have chosen our, our passions for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because why else would we like it, right? Mm-hmm. If my soul was meant for me to become, for instance, a teacher or a lawyer, right? I I would have. <laughs> because that's what my, my soul, my, my heart would have yearned for. But I truly believe that my soul chose performance and, and storytelling for a reason. Because that was what I was destined to be doing. So if we go against what our heart is yearning to do, we're going against what our soul has chosen for us. Mm. Right. And Mm. so I just want, you know, for anyone who's listening, really think about the passions that you really do have, the things that are driving your heart, because at the end of the day, you know, what are you really here for to live, to thrive, right? To live in that place of true freedom, true happiness. And maybe true freedom is teaching for you. Maybe true freedom is being a farmer, a gardener. Maybe true freedom is being that artist or a doctor, whatever it is, that is your calling. And so if you are going against that calling, I'm sure you're going to be sad or feel limited, 
or feel like you're not doing what you're meant to be doing and you're creating that resistance within yourself. So um, I've had some clients where, you know, they're working at Google or Microsoft and but they really wanted to be a filmmaker. Mm. Right. And so it's really beautiful because like during the middle of, you know, taking awake and joy, they would manifest getting into their dream schools. Like I were two of my my clients, they manifested USC wow. as their dream school. And, you know, now they're doing what they love to, and it's incredible. And so I think it's really believing that you are worthy of it and that you are deserving and that you can take a pivot and change your life at any time. You just have to say yes. Of course, in the beginning, it's going to be messy. Of course, in the beginning, you're like, where do I even begin? Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're, you're the only person that you're really going to have, right? You wake up with yourself and you die with yourself (laughs) as grave as that sounds. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like every single day, what do you want to be thinking about? Right. What are your thoughts going to be cultivated on? I want my thoughts to be about how grateful I am to be doing what I'm doing, how happy I am following my dreams, that I'm doing what my soul has asked me to do, has called for me to do. And so for all of us here, we all have a purpose, whether that's just to feel joy, whether that's to pursue a specific career, whatever it is. You know, deep down, I think we all know what that is. And we have to unravel what society has taught us and go back into what our own, our own birthright of, you know, truth is for us. Yeah. Amy, you are literally an artist of life. I'm calling you that. You are an artist in every single way. And I think you've paved the way for a beautiful life for yourself and all those that you've touched. I want to say Thank you so extremely much for coming on this podcast. I know how busy you are. Also, she's a total hustler and like just moves forward with like the best feelings. And like, I'm so inspired from this conversation. Um, If you want to work with Amy, you can definitely find her on Instagram and uh, join her Awaken Joy program or work with, you can also work with you privately, correct? Yes. One-on-one. So um, if you want to see any of my IG stories or my IG reels or videos that I talk about on manifestation or abundance, I have a lot of free tips on there. So my Instagram is Amy underscore park, A-M-I underscore park. And And if you want to visit my website, it's www.awakened-joy.com. And so you'll be able to find so many freebies from me. You can always message me, DM me. I love to talk to anybody and everybody. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much, Amy. Really, I I can't say thank you enough. Absolutely. Thank you, Marley, for having me here. Stop. I just like, I'm just like, can I just like take you with me? All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) 